Here we are again. Again, not, as you've heard a couple of times, not doing church the way we want to do church, but this is a way that we can do church, and we're grateful that we can, we can do it. I want to take a moment this morning, and I want to dedicate um, this Sunday and this message to one of the pillars at Life Center, uh, my friend, someone who watched me from a child grow up, and I watched him serve with my parents, and then I had the privilege of serving with him not only on our board or pastor's council, but in many different varieties. Seeing his heartbeat for, at that time, Joseph's Storehouse, which became Life Center Food Bank. And so it is my distinguished honor to dedicate this morning's message to Mr. Lou Dore, who went to be with Jesus after a lengthy battle with cancer. He went to be with Jesus last week. As a church community, can we be praying for the entire Dore family at this time as some of you may know, you can imagine that it's even difficult to do celebration of life services uh, right now, that, that even the virus has affected how we can do that. And so together, can we just be praying for the Dore family? But I just want to honor Lou. And we had an opportunity as pastors, both Pastor Barry and Joyce, and then uh, myself and Lori, to say to him last week, well done. Uh, but last week or last Saturday, he heard the well done that his soul longs for. And that is from the lips of Jesus, who said to him, Mr. Dore or Lou, well done, good and faithful servant. And so I honor you today, and I'm going to dedicate this whole message to you this morning. You know, when facing profound uncertainty, like we are in this time, I'm reminded of the words of Hudson Taylor, who said this. He was a missionary long ago. He said, when I cannot read and when I cannot even think, and when sometimes I can't even pray, I can trust. Or simplified, for today. Everyone online in the chat, just type for today. Okay, so for today, trust Jesus. Just for today. And then by God's grace and by God's strength, then get up and do it again tomorrow. But just for tomorrow. So just trust Jesus for today. You know, the Bible that you and I read, this Word of God that you and I read, that we listen to through a dwell app that's being gifted, that we read through you version, that we engage with this scripture that we read, it's so important for you and I to read it now differently in the midst of what we're going through because it was written in times of great uncertainty. It was written, most of the stories that we read, we read because we know the ending, so we don't have the tension around it, but they were living through times of such great uncertainty, trusting God. And so it is my prayer that as we go through devotions, as we're reading God's word, that it comes alive afresh to us in the midst of our uncertainty, that you and I can realize once again that for Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, or whether you get to the book of Acts, even after the resurrection of Jesus, these were not settled, calm times. There was tremendous uncertainty. And so it is my prayer that this morning that the God who led them well will be the same God who leads us well because he is unchanging in who he is. But this is immense for all of us. But you know what? Overnight change isn't new for every single one of us. Did you know that God has done something extraordinary? Not only for us at Life Center, but for us as Canadians. Is he has brought men and women from all over the world. He has brought men and women to our nation who uncertainty, 
and having their lives turned upside down overnight, having everything change overnight is not new for them. They have walked through this before. Maybe not the specifics of the virus like we're experiencing, but they have had their lives turned upside down. And we want you, if that's you and you're maybe new to Canada, you've been in Canada for 10 years, maybe you went through a genocide. Maybe you went through something in your nation where a coup came in and it turned it upside down. Could you email us? Could you comment? Could you share with us our story? Because here's what we want to know together is, how did you cope? Uh, What did you learn? How was God faithful to you in the midst of uncertainty? Because this is a time that we can look to the collective us that many of us, I know for me, I've never experienced anything like this. But again, there are those who God has brought for such a time as this. That if we have the humility to listen to their story and to learn from them and to maybe flip the script a little bit and let them take the spotlight and let them take the lead, then maybe, just maybe, there is collective wisdom that God has brought again for such a time as this. Again, just because this is new for many of us doesn't mean this is new for all of us. Yes, the virus is new or COVID-19 is new, but uncertainty and a life turned upside down seemingly overnight is not new. Some of you have gone through this. Some of you, it may be generational that you have wisdom that you can share. And this is a time for us to be listening. And so today, let's keep looking at something we all need, which is, again, a love for God and then a love for our fellow neighbor. And when we speak of love as a value, this is what we are speaking about. That Jesus' love never fails. Now our love for others, therefore, it's not negotiable. And without love, we're just making noise. And when we fall short, we are trusting in the never failing love of Jesus to make up the gap. Then you may be joining today and you, are, you don't know Jesus. You, you're just joining in because maybe you've written off church long ago, but in this season, there's something stirring on your heart that you're looking from some, for some sure or some assuredness or confidence or just clarity and welcome. We're grateful that you are here and we'll be the first ones to say Christians, you've seen the bumper sticker probably, that Christians are, are not perfect and history is littered with the mistakes that we've made, but But don't let our failure paint a picture of who Jesus is. Because he is perfect and it's not that we're just calling you to be like us. It's that all of us are called to be like him. So welcome to the journey this morning as imperfect as you might be. You know, on the very opening pages of scripture in Genesis chapters 1 to 3, the Bible tells a story about a God who creates humanity in his image and his likeness. And we live unashamed in God's presence. And then, as we always do, we as humanity thinks we know better. And Satan preys on our blind spot. And humanity is tempted. And we fall short. And we do this thing called sin, which means we just miss the mark. There's iniquity. Our behavior goes crooked. And then we trespass against God. We we break his will. We break his heart. We break his laws. And yet God, his disposition to us is as a loving father. Yes, there's discipline, but yet it's also gracious. That he loves us. But if you look at the opening pages of scripture, when this word called sin enters humanity, the first sign that we see sin showing up is shame. And it says that we tried to cover ourselves from God. We tried to bridge the gap to make it better. We tried to cover ourselves, not realizing the real depth and damage that sin had already done. And the next thing that we show up, we don't not only shame, but wherever you see shame, the next thing you see is blame. 
blame shows up and we try to blame one another for why things are the way they are or why this or why that. It just goes into shame and then it goes right into blame. But in Genesis 3, then, love doesn't go away. God still loves us, and we as humans still be learn to love one another, but we love one another with a blind spot. And that's what we want to talk about for a few moments this morning. That our love is still present, but we love one another with this blind spot in our lives. You know, Jesus said it best that we see, we see specks in others and we make them logs and yet the logs that are in our own eyes so significantly better bigger we see as specks in our own lives that we we judge others more harshly oftentimes than we judge ourselves or than we can judge ourselves and so inspired by the Holy Spirit there was a man in the New Testament by the name of Paul and he knew the story of Genesis and he knew how sin fractured and he knew the story of Jesus and he knew the words of Jesus and he was a follower of Jesus. He had this extraordinary experience with Jesus and he plants a church in a city called Corinth and then he's away for a number of years. He's away from the church and he begins to see that they begin to love each other but with these significant blind spots. And so he writes this Beautiful, beautiful letter. And one of the chapters that we've been going through is chapter 13. If you've ever been to a wedding, you have heard 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But I want to continue reading it this morning because I think that there's something profound for us in this time and in this season from this text. Because here's what the Apostle Paul writes. Here's how it's described that when you and I have this blind spot. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 9 to 12 says this. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. And then it says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, or when I grew up, it should say, I, I gave up childish ways. Not childlike faith, but childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly. If I contextualize that in 2020, it would literally be, you know, we all take photos oftentimes to post. Then we have all these filters that go over them to try to make them look better than they actually are, to make ourselves look better than we really are. Well, what he's saying here is to them, they didn't have that obviously. So that's what's happening though. When you link of a mirror in, an, in a New Testament time 2,000 years ago, it's not like a mirror was today that you could see a reflection, but it wasn't pristine in the way that we have it right now. It was in a glass dimly. So now we see in a mirror dimly, but he said, but, but then we're gonna see face to face. Now I know in part and then I will know fully. But then it says these beautiful words, even as I have been fully known. So if you, in the chat, just want to type these words, me, not now, just in a moment, but here's my question. If it's you, type me in the chat. Here's my question. Who here, listening today, watching today, engaging today, who here has a love gone wrong story? If that's you, type me in the chat right now, okay? If you have a love gone wrong story, and what I mean by that is that there might have been someone there might have been someone that you knew in a moment you were going to spend eternity. This was your soulmate. And you took a step of faith. I, I did the most moronic thing imaginable. I asked somebody out on a chairlift one time, not realizing that if they said no, I had nowhere to go. What a moment that was. But I thought, I, I was just blinded by love. I just thought, man, oh man, I wouldn't even say love. It was more like infatuation. But 
there was this moment where I just thought, man, oh man, oh man. I couldn't see it going any other way. I was blind. And what I thought maybe would be the love of a lifetime turned out to be an awful chairlift ride to the top of a hill. You know, I'm not proud to admit it, but I did at some points on the chairlift, I did pray, pray to the Lord of, of mercy that it didn't get stuck. And B, I did, I'm not proud to admit it, but I did look at the distance and think from where I was sitting to the ground, I could make it because it was so awkward. You know, the truth is we all maybe have that someone where we thought, man, it's going to be forever. And then sparks die and emotions ran high as you wrote a note or a text a week later. Uh, it's over, right? Or maybe it's not a someone. We may all have, we fell in love with things. Maybe it is a, a house that you couldn't afford or a car that was, you know, just, you fell in love with it, but it was just, it was just a, a headache nonetheless. It was, maybe you fell in love with a job or, or, or career path, or man, I want to go into this to school, and you started down that path to realize, man, that's not really, I don't love any of this. Um, we all have these things called blind spots. So if in the chat that's you, you can just say, yeah, me, I got a story like that. I got a lot of stories. In other words, that we can fall in love with something and we can be so close to it that that's all we see, that we can't see around it. We can't, we can't see what's down here because we get stuck with seeing what's right here. You know, on the back of my Bible, I just have taped this morning just this I don't know if you can see it on camera, but this is all many of us can see right now is a virus. And it's significant that we're informed, and it's significant that we understand, and it's significant that we pay attention. I get all those things. But if all we can see is a virus and we cannot see the men and women of virtue all around us who are doing amazing things every single day, this is something that we need to see, but this virus cannot be the only thing that we see. As Pastor Kim a few weeks ago from Abbotsford was with us, talked about, you know, when she spoke about her MS diagnosis and said, man, if this is right in front and this is all I can see, but if I can just get a little bit of perspective, it's not that I ignore this and faith is not ignoring this, but it's pulling it back to say, God, between this virus that is significant. Lord, I want to place your word so that I, won't, I don't want in my life to be driven like this. Lord, I want, it, I want to be able to see this, but I want to be able to see it through the lens of your word. I want to see the lens of your story, the lens of how you want to use my life and our lives to make a Jesus-sized difference. Why is that so significant? Because it's why I love what God's word says about love, that you and I see in part and we prophesy in part but it says but when the perfect comes the partial will pass away that right now we only see in part and the part that we see is filled with uncertainty and fear but it's not what God sees God yes he sees us and he loves us in the midst of us and he's never going to leave us and he's never going to forsake us but we have story after story after story in the scriptures of a God who loves his people, who leads them through uncertainty, not always in the timeline that they want and not always without no suffering. You know, the reality is suffering has hit the world and we are not immune to it, whether it is physical suffering or financial suffering. And 
Faith is not steering around those things and pretending that they don't exist and putting our heads in the sand and say, if we can just say these three prayers 19 times together and listen, I believe in a supernatural God, but I read about a God in scripture who leads people through times of uncertainty, step by step, moment by moment, day by day. And in those moments, there are men and women who come around who cause their vision to get a little bit brighter, to be able to speak truth to our hearts and lives about our blind spots. You know, all of us are going to be with our friends and family, and some of you are being even sequestered alone right now. And when you're alone, even you can begin to see your own insecurities, your own inadequacies. And again, when you're alone, it's all you can see. There are others that are going to be with a spouse, and you begin to see each other's insecurities and inadequacies. Or maybe you're with your kids, or your kids, you see your parents. It is in this time and in this season, not only looking at those things and seeing and amplifying those things, but having faith every single day to say, God, would you enlarge my heart of love? Would I have humility to admit that at best I see in part, and even the part I see in my life, God, I trust you that you don't only see me as insecure or uncertain, that you see me bigger than that. Lord, when you look at my kids or my kids look at me or when you look at your spouse or when you look at your boss, whatever it happens to be, aren't you glad that you and I need humility to be able to say we only see in part? You and I only see in part. We don't see the whole thing. So as a pastoral caution, I would just simply say that I love a word for I read this week from John Mark Comer, and I shared it on, on my socials, which is that, you know, there are different times and seasons where we need different gifts in the body of Christ. And those of you with a prophetic gift and a gift of faith, we need that gift of faith, but we need to turn down the volume a little bit. Because we need to turn up the volume on gifts of mercy and administration. We need to turn up the volume on some different spiritual gifts in the body of Christ. And for those of you, again, with a prophetic gift or a faith gift, I just want to remind you that in times of apathy, yeah, you you need to challenge the church. But when we're filled with uncertainty, as John Mark Comer said, and I agree wholeheartedly, this is the time to speak peace, not fear, and not fan fear, and not fan foolishness that you yeah you may have full faith but the person on the other side of that post may have a measure of faith and together we need to think about how we're loving and how we're leading so again we may need gifts of mercy and administration and pastoral care and shepherding hearts just to come around side of us look as a church we're going to do our best in the days and weeks ahead however long this lasts, to be able to reach out to every one of us. But we need the entire church texting and calling and FaceTiming and doing what they can to love your neighbors. We can't just as a staff of 23 minister to 2,000 people. We need the full body of Christ. And so to hear groups of prayer that are meeting through teleconference or phone in lines, to hear life groups that are meeting online together, to hear what God is doing in the body of Christ, even in Life Center. Can I just give you a huge high five, a huge virtual hug and say well done keep going the part that you play and the part that you see play it to perfection but in this time and in this season let's also understand that we're a body so there's a part that I play that I don't have to do I'm not a one-man play that's not what this is about this is about a body coming together to be the, the as to be and to serve as best we can that's why the scripture says this That when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, or when I, you know, became a woman, I I gave up my childish ways. See, when I was a child, Paul is saying is, is past tense. Everyone say past tense. 
It's past tense. It says, but when I became is present tense. And I love the words. This is who I was, but this is who I am becoming. And so a question that I want to ask you in this time and in this season is, how are you letting the love of God shape you? And how are you letting God's love flow through you shape your life? Who are you becoming? Not just what are you doing, not just what are we watching, not just what am I consuming, but it's still in this season of who am I becoming? And that's not to put a yoke of perfection upon us, but it's to place the yoke of his presence upon us that say, even in this season, you and I can become more like Jesus. Because we can grow older and simultaneously never grow up. It's not a chronological thing, it's a submission thing. For you and I to have humble hearts with one another. I believe that marriages in this season can get stronger. I believe that individuals and singles in this season can get healthier. I believe that families can get healthier. I believe that there can be supernatural moves of God in this season. There's no sports. All the distractions are taken away. And if you like sports like me, it's like they're all gone. They haven't been gone since 1883. Oh my gosh. But it's this time and this season of saying, God, how am I becoming more like you? Because change or growth comes when we value humility. That I can be confident in the part that I see. And I can choose to trust that God sees what we can't see. So what's the difference between acting in a childish way and in a grown-up fashion? Well, you know it to be true. The part I see gives way to the God who can grow me to be. The part I see has to give way to the God who can grow me to be who he's called me to be. Who I can be in Christ in this season. You know, every single one of us watching maybe is a child or has been a child. And a child feels it and wants it. And does everything to get it. And they throw tantrums. So a child feels it and wants it and does everything to get it now. If you've ever been with a child, they may have thrown themselves on the floor. A child does everything to get it now. But the role of a parent is over time to help them see more than what they want. It's to see how their actions line up with who they desire to be in life. And so growing in love comes when we give up our way. We give up our part to trust God's perfect plan, which again is beyond where we can see in the moment. You and I have blind spots, big blind spots, because we only see in part. We only prophesy in part. We see in a glass dimly. And so while we see, and even what we see is causes uncertainty, even as followers of Jesus in this moment, we can trust in a God who sees greater than you and I and what we can see. For now, we see in a mirror dimly. But then, for now, we see in a mirror dimly. But then, we will see face to face. It says, now I know in part, but then I will know fully. And then it says these last words that I want to share with you. Paul writes this, which is so amazing. Even as I have been fully known. 
Don't you love that? I love how the final words follow for now and then, but then. And so there is this tension that we're living in between the finished work of the cross, which is finished and done. Easter is just a few weeks away. But we're living in this tension between the finished work of the cross and God coming and making all things new. We're living in this tension. And you and I feel this tension in particular in this season because the now that we see is not the now that we want. The part that we see is not the part that we want. But you and I have to trust in a God who sees not only now but then. You and I have to trust in a perfect love because the scripture says as we just read you and I we know in part we prophesy in part we just see these parts but there's one thing that God sees and this is what I want to end with it says even as I have been fully known can I say in this season that you do not need to pretend you do not need to fake it with God I'm speaking if you're a parent with your kids, you've got to use real wisdom. But you don't have to pretend. You don't have to fake it. Because you are fully known by God. Whatever insecurity or inadequacy you have, you are fully known by God. And in this moment, for some of you, for the very first time, you can have your whole life transformed. Why? Because God sees us fully and loves us fully. He doesn't just see us in part. He sees us in whole. You see, God loves us fully. And it's how he fully loves us that enables us to keep growing bit by bit, part by part, little by little. But it is not working for God's love. It is abiding in God's love, growing out of God's love, and then expressing it through our hearts and lives. For me, how powerful is that? That God fully knows us and yet loves us fully. So when it comes to love, you and I don't have to be afraid to admit that we have blind spots, that we don't have everything figured out. Look, as a husband, as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, as a son, as a brother, as an uncle, I don't have it all figured out, neither, neither do you. And sometimes the part that I think I can see so clearly in hindsight, realize I didn't really see it at all. And I can live in shame, which is the story of Genesis 3. Or I can live in blame. Or I can trust in a God who sees me fully and loves me fully. And I can allow him to heal my shame. And inch by inch remove my blame. And bring healing in heart. And I can, like you can, we can grow up from childish things. So when it comes to love, we don't have to be afraid that, to admit that we have blind spots. But we don't have to stop by just admitting we have them. Held in the love of God, we grow. We grow in his love. We grow in confessing our blind spots. We grow in humility. 
by admitting that we only see in part, that we need the whole body of Christ, that we grow in trusting, church, in this season, God sees more than we do, so we can trust him more than just what we can see. You know, faith isn't knowing it all. Faith is trusting in the one who can see it all. And that's not us. That is Christ. You may be joining. And one of your hang-ups with Christians is they seem to know everything. Well, then would you forgive us? Because we don't claim, we shouldn't claim to know everything. We're just trusting in the one who sees everything and yet loves us and who knows all things. And so our faith is not only in temporal things. It is rooted in an eternal hope, which is, even in this season, unshakable. Though we shake, he remains strong. Though shifting sands move under our feet, we have a rock that is solid for you and I to anchor our hope and our hearts into. Though this may be all we can see, this isn't all there is. And so may you, in this season, open your heart. 1 John chapter 4, uh, 4, verses 18 to 19 says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And then it says this, that we love not because we've figured everything out. Oh my gosh, no. We love. Lou Dore loved. Not because he was perfect, but because he received God's perfect love because God first loved him. And that last week, his feet were on earth. And today he is forever in the presence of his heavenly father. I would love to pray for any single one of you today to surrender your heart afresh to God, to return to Jesus. Together, wherever you are, let's all pray and say, Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me just the way I am, yet loving me enough not to leave me the way I am. So I confess my need of you love me perfectly and from this moment on help me to admit my blind spot and become more like you Amen Together let's all conclude our Sunday by singing about how much we need for the very first time or afresh how much we need Jesus Life Center. We can't wait to see you online every day this week at 9 a.m., noon. Download the version. gift you the free Dwell app before you roll out of bed in the mornings. Don't, don't go right to Twitter or social media. Rest in God's Word for a few minutes. Develop before you go to sleep. Don't maybe let the news be the last thing you see. Because this is just in part but this tells us a grander story because church, we're going to get through this, but we're not just going to get through this. We're going to grow through this 
and we're gonna be more like Jesus on the other side of this. And so may God bless you.